Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, it stands out yesterday when we started talking about the shooting in Burnsville when uh, we got some calls on the issue. Our first caller, I think his name was Bill yesterday. Bill said, hey, don't forget about Adam Finseth, who was the paramedic, the firefighter, medic, who lost his life along with two other colleagues in the police department. We we assume that, you know, f- we, we always notice that firefighters and police put their lives on the line, but we rarely think about the dangers that EMTs face. And it was pointed out in a great article by Jeremy Olson on the Star Tribune uh, talking about the, the continued dangers of people in that line of work. And we thought we'd uh, reach out to Dylan Ferguson. He's executive director of the Emergency Medical Services Regulatory Board, which licenses EMTs and medics in the state of Minnesota. He joins us now on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. Dylan, thank you for the time. And again, uh, we always couch this wishing we could talk about uh, this topic under better circumstances. But again, what happened in Burnsville highlights the fact that even EMTs, uh, their job is a dangerous one, and they're put into uh, positions of danger quite often. And I, I guess... That impact isn't truly known until we get a tragedy, tragedy like what happened in Burnsville. So, Adam, you're you're absolutely right that um, oftentimes we take for granted the different public safety services and really even healthcare services in general yeah. um, that you know that that we utilize as Minnesotans or as Americans on a daily basis, and and certainly you know it is a field which is. Um, filled with uh, different types of risks, just as, uh, you know, most professions are. But everything from uh, back injuries, from lifting and moving patients to infectious disease and to traffic crashes. And, um, you know, un- unfortunately, in, in some instances, um, assaults um, that are taken in the line of duty. And I was remind. I guess I didn't. I, I, I should have been, but I wasn't aware of this. We talked to former uh, St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell yesterday, and he mentioned that certain EMTs and firefighters, like uh, the the one um, who was killed, uh, Adam, who was killed on Sunday, actually had special training for that particular role. Can you explain that? How some EMTs are specifically trained to be like in a SWAT response. Uh, certainly. Uh, so oftentimes uh, these may be referred to as uh, uh, tactical EMS providers or tactical paramedics for short. And, you know, these individuals are uh, receive additional training to be able to operate in higher risk environments. Um, and, you know, we, we take um, all the training as we can as individual EMTs and paramedics uh, to try to, you know, ensure that we're able to do our jobs as safely as we can uh, in, you know, serving the public and, 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 and the, the betterment of others. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, there are uh, circumstances where even the best training, um, you know, can't anticipate. Can you tell, talk to me about uh, the, the preparations and the training that EMTs go uh, to deal with, uh, whether it's a patient or a 
a circumstance that they go into where there may be violence, what kind of training they get to, in addition to their own medical training, to deal with those certain circumstances? So uh, a brand new EMT or, uh, or a, uh, a paramedic undergoes um, anywhere from an EMT 188-hour uh, course to a, a paramedic completing over uh, 1,000 hours, uh, typically equivalent to that of an associate's degree. And in addition to learning all about medicine and learning about um, you know, different treatments and, 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 and things of that nature, um, are, are also trained, uh, in, you know, situational awareness and working to, you know, uh, manage conditions, um, in standard responses and, and, uh, to look for signs of danger. Um, ultimately, uh, though there are, uh, EMS is a very dynamic environment, uh, with, uh, circumstances that can, you know, change frequently. Um, and that's why, you know, providers regularly undergo continuing education uh, in addition to, you know, different training uh, that uh, individual department and agencies, uh, you know, really focus on things that are going on within their communities. We're talking to Dylan Ferguson, who's executive director of the Emergency Medical Services Regulatory Board for the state of Minnesota. And this article pointed out, the article, Dylan, that you're quoted in here from uh, Jeremy Olson, uh, Comments about a 2022 survey of medics from just Hennepin County alone uh, saying that 87% had reported being affected by violence, 78% reported that they'd been assaulted by patients. Is this something that's getting worse, or has this always kind of been part of the job as an EMT? So I think that that's an interesting question. And just to clarify, uh, that was not our survey, but rather that was a survey that was done by the Hennepin uh, County Paramedics yep. Union. Um, and it's a case where... I think we're getting to a point where EMS practitioners are feeling more empowered to actually speak up about these issues that they're facing on the job. Um, so it's a, it's a situation where I it has long, I think it has been a, a longstanding issue across the country. Um, however, I think we're, we're getting better at talking about it and, and not just recognizing that, oh, this is, uh, just part of a job, part of the job, but rather as professionals um, standing up and saying, you know, this is not okay. Right. And it is, uh, you know, through those additional discussions that are leading surveys like that uh, to bring, you know, uh, a high level of, of importance uh, and focus uh, to this important issue. Is this still a job that many people uh, are seeking out? Because, you know, we've seen the stories about uh, police, the dropping numbers of people applying to be police officers EMTs, do we still see a, a large group of people still go through the training and wanting to do this kind of work? Certainly, we, we always need more good men and women in the field of emergency medical services. But I will highlight that despite the challenges that these dedicated professionals across Minnesota you know, face, they still suit up every day in the service of others. And you know, as an EMS provider myself of over 20 years, uh, you know, many of us still find the calling of that service rewarding um, and being able to experience different things, everything from welcoming a new life into the world with a field delivery uh, to, you know, being a, a caring and sympathetic voice while treating someone on what may be the worst day of their life and being able to make that difference. And it's really, you know, those positive moments um, are 
really what drive uh, public safety professionals across our state and, um, you know, at looking to uh, recruit additional EMTs and, and paramedics um, to work alongside of us. And today and in the days to come, that entire EMS community stands shoulder to shoulder with the city of Burnsville and the families of firefighter paramedic Fisneth, Officer Rouge, and Officer Elmstrand. And we're ready to support them however we can. You raise such a good point about how uh, that profession is getting better at recognizing uh, the troubles of the job and the mental impact, the mental toll it takes. That is something that's relatively new to not only EMTs, I think, but police and fire in addressing just the stresses of the job and the long-term effects it has on people. Can you comment on that more about how better we are at recognizing those stresses and making sure that those people get the help they need when they're not on the job? I would absolutely love to. So you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it, it's, very much of a, it's very much a culture shift, and in, in my opinion, one that's uh, needed to occur for many, many years. And, you know, at a state level, um, you know, there have been multiple legislative bills that have been heard and passed in the last several years looking to better support first responder mental health, uh, such as the Hometown Heroes Program, and um, really as an industry have done better of, you know, trying to remove that stigma and trying to encourage um, individuals uh, to talk about these challenges. But I also think it's important to realize that we all have a role to play in supporting our first responder communities uh, who support us uh, and their mental health. Oftentimes, a simple recognition or uh, even a thank you uh, can really go a long ways uh, towards recognizing and supporting our public safety professionals of all disciplines. Very good stuff. Thank you so much, Dylan, for taking the time today to speak with us. We appreciate it. And uh, again, uh, hope it's under better circumstances in the future. But thank you so much in getting that critical information out there about, uh, about EMTs and the service they do. Thank you, Adam. Dylan Ferguson, Executive Director, Emergency Medical Services with the State Regulatory Board. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.